0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the I Know I Love podcast, the podcast where I discuss all things entertainment from movies, music, video games, and film. Um, Some updates uh, since last week's um, podcast, episode three. Um, So I've kind of decided to cut one of the items I was going to originally be talking about, um, which was literature. The reason why is I think that... Um, I have so much variety of, you know, music, film, television, video games that um, I think it's good for, like, a monthly sort of sequencing. So, like, basically, if a month tends to have four weeks, uh, then that would give the podcast an opportunity to have one particular topic that's different every week, and then it restarts at the beginning of the next month. So that's the only change, um, but I have... Um, Definitely heard some good things about uh, those people that have been listening to the podcast, so I appreciate you guys. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome and let's get started. So, uh, we have discussed television, we have discussed uh, music, we have discussed last week was the episode on film, which was Gattaca. And this week we are getting into the realm of video games. And I'm really excited about uh, today's episode because. It is a really, really good video game that I'm going to be talking about and it kind of came about from a conversation that I had with a friend recently in which um, we were kind of exchanging um, just, you know, opinions on games that we like and things and um, the topic of this game came up and this person, uh, one of my friends, he did not seem to care for the game and I was shocked. Um, because I have never met anyone that didn't like this game I'm talking about today. And, you know, his opinions were, were valid and I was like, okay, like, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, no. (laughs) So, uh, sorry, Travis. Um, but the game I'm going to be talking about today is Bioshock. Um, and Bioshock, I'm going to be talking about it. I, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the whole series. um. A lot of the focus is going to be on probably the first one some things about the second one and of course the the third one um so let's get to it okay so the way i discovered bioshock was probably about 2008 2009 actually and uh, my sister and her ex-husband, they um, have been talking about this game, Bioshock, and they like, Kevin, you've got to play it, it's just so fun, it's amazing, like, you're going to really like it. And I'm like, what is that? It sounds kind of like, eh, something, I don't know, just, the title was not really eye-catching to me. And they're like, no, like, it's super cool, and it's like really freaky, um, and the story's really good, it's just really unique. And so I was like, okay, let's like, let's check it out. And... Pretty much, um, I borrowed it from them, and I think I at the time had, I believe that was on Xbox 360, um, and I'm not a system snob. Like I go back and forth between PlayStation and Xbox, but for shooters, I tend to gravitate more towards Xbox just because I prefer that controller for that. When I began to play the game, I was like, "Holy crap! Like this is awesome!" Immediately, just loved it. So. If you're not familiar with the, the game series of Bioshock, um, let me just break it down. So the series of Bioshock, um, well the first one, let's start there. So the first one came out in 2007, the second one came out in 2010, the third one came out in 2013. So the first uh, Bioshock centers around the story of this, you play as this uh, first person character, who, um, his plane crashes. Like from the very beginning, his plane crashes um, and he has to swim and then the distance there's this tower and he approaches the tower. It's really like foreboding and just really creepy. And um, as you get into it, there's all these like really freaking crazy things going on. Like there's like someone trying to like get in, you you go into this, into the tower and like you, you know, submerge below the ocean. It's like literally in the middle of the ocean and um there's like this psycho guy that's trying to get in the elevator that you're in he runs off and everyone all the humans that seem to be there are crazy and like trying to kill you or whatever so the story is set in the year uh 1960 um but a lot of the back background of the storyline you know goes back you know in the more towards the 50s And essentially, there is this man who, um, his name is Andrew Ryan, and he has decided to create his own sort of city beneath the ocean. Um, His reasoning, as you learn throughout the game, is pretty much having to do with uh, he doesn't, you know, agree with sort of the way governments are run, whether that's communism, uh, socialism, uh, capitalism. He's just against all things, you know, when it comes to those um types of governments and he just wants a place where people can just be free and do whatever they want um, and he starts talking about this um type of material that's called Adam, which is something that gives you you know certain attributes like it can give you certain powers certain strengths um it basically make you certain superhuman so to speak Um, and so what happens though is once you have injected the atom into yourself, as you sort of get depleted of it over time, a lot of these people have basically started losing their minds. And so this underground city has been overtaken by the, you know, citizens of this place under the ocean, um, known as Rapture, that's the name. And it has been overtaken by these people that are just pretty much going crazy seeking Adam. Like they're obsessed, it's like an addiction. And so they're willing to kill anyone for it, whatever. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> it gets weirder. Meanwhile, there is, um, there's a side sort of subplot going on in which uh, these little girls are sort of have been taken over like psychologically. So like they've been trained to go around to any dead bodies that they find and scavenge any atom with these like giant um, needles that they just suck out the atom from the from the victim the dead person and um, then they just crawl through these tunnels and the walls and things and at the times that they are doing this they're always being escorted by these giant they kind of look like giant big robot type of things and they're called big daddies and so the big daddies are pretty much guiding these these little sisters they're called um to gather adam for whatever reason okay so that's the gist so your your goal in the game is essentially to survive um you get a gun you know you collect things there's a lot of um looting going on Um, and you're just trying to, uh, navigate your way through the city and essentially get your way out of there. And so that is the, that is the gist. So as you can imagine, I mean, this video game falls under the genre of a horror style, which for me, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the horror genre. Like, I'm not like someone who plays, you know, I'm not an avid like horror game player. I I enjoy them when they're done well. Um, I struggle with games myself that are more, like, anything that has to do with, like, stealth or, like, survival. Like, you can't be, like, touched by anything and like or you're dead. Um, I get impatient with games like that, personally. So, like, that's, for me, that's something I, that's just my thing. And I know people are like, oh, my gosh, well, you've never played blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I'll try any game. Any game that I do not like, I have tried. Believe me. Um, But I get impatient and i just want to like run in a room and just like do what i need to do and like leave and you know go on with the campaign of the game um and so i don't want to give too much away because there's a lot of a lot of um you know secrets that are revealed especially in the first one and, and a lot in the third one as well but when we talk about the second one the second one um kind of continues the story in a way um and I'm going to more talk about the gameplay, how they're different. But the story is pretty similar. You're, again, in Rapture. Um, and you're it's just different types of characters. But the idea of sort of escaping this world is, is continued. And then we have the third one, which is... I don't know that it's my favorite with the first one. I don't know. Because I love the first one. I've probably replayed the first one the most. But the third one is... I'll, it's so it's really good. It's probably like one of the best games I've ever played. However, I would argue the end. I don't like the ending of the third one. I was like, eh, and I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but the third one has you're more you're actually in this above ground city, and um, it's kind of a very Americana style like um, Civil War ish sort of decorative elements, and it's it's kind of that sort of period going on so it's vastly different um and like i said when i talk about the gameplay in a moment um i'll get into the specifics how they're different from one another but the trend of sort of just having to attain this type of material to you know sustain your powers and kind of navigate your way through the city like all of that continues through all of the games um and so let's start with the gameplay so the gameplay of this of the first one especially is what i would call it's kind of like a first person shooter slash um sort of power driven game where you're also given different types of powers so as you collect adam during the game um you get to have different types of of uh, powers you might get adam that gives you the power of freezing things or throwing fire or wind or there's one called hypnosis where you like um can throw it at an enemy and they'll like make them fight the other enemies for you like i love that one the gameplay how you get from one point to the the other is you find out more about the storyline by collecting um, these sort of tape recorders that are just hidden throughout the game. So as you find them, the audio plays and kind of fills in the blanks of you know what's going on or what happened to these people, um, what happened to this world, who Andrew Ryan really is as a person, why he's like crazy psycho, um, all these kinds of things. And one guy in particular is talking to you through like a radio that you have and he's sort of guiding you. He has his own reasoning for you to get out his families in this city. So you're trying to help them uh escape simultaneously helping yourself so he knows what to do and he's trying to help you get to you know from point a to point b but um ultimately like you have to help him in order to like you know free yourself that's sort of the idea um one of the things that makes this game really all of them equally in their own way but the first one has an element of just awesomeness when it comes to the environment Um, the environment of this world being under, under, underwater, literally. I mean, it's almost like if you've seen or heard of the film, you know, Metropolis. It's very much like Metropolis where it's just this very underground type of world that just is... is. It's almost like if you put New York City literally underwater. I mean, that's visually what it looks like. However, it's being set in the 1960s. So um, it has all of this, like, sort of art deco style to all of the... Um, all of the levels you advance to and, you know, all the rooms just have very detailed elements to them that give it this sort of film noir, uh, element, which I keep coming back to that. It seems like in my last podcast, but, um, but yeah, it it does have those sort of really deep red colors and greens and blues. And I'm just, I'm a really big sucker for, um, a, a really good like film noir reference or like art deco style. I love that sort of period. Um, myself just with all forms of entertainment so in a game it was just really unique to see that um while also combining it with this juxtaposition of horror um in the game i mean it really does not let up like as you're playing it's like you'll have like a couple moments to sort of you know go around and like loot stuff and and you know find money and you know things that give you energy and stuff like that but then it's just you know all hell breaks loose and you know people are like running after you like left and right you have to like defend yourself so i mean it does not let up which which makes it fun and and for someone like me who is just like more of a casual style player i mean i i can tend to i typically can carry my own um depending on the mode of play like i sometimes i'll play easy sometimes i'll play normal and i'll get aggravated um, but it's, it never felt like impossible, which is another thing that I really like about this game um, is that it feels like doable without feeling like you want to just like throw your controller at the, at the screen or at the TV. Within the second one of Bioshock, um, their environment pretty much maintains the same style because you're in the same place. Um, and then the third one is really where, like I said, it delves into sort of an Americana feel like a lot of really bright reds and really bright blues and sort of the sky, you can constantly see the sky and this above ground. Um, it's like literally the city in the sky, um, you know, held up by, I believe it's like held up by these giant sort of um, blimp type of vehicles. Um, and they figured out technology that has, um, you know, the uh, has enabled uh, these cities to sort of survive in the sky as you know so to speak um the third one actually has more of a um sort of steampunk feel to it um a lot of mechanical industrial um enemies are in this one and um a lot of the tech that you're using is is definitely more like steampunkish uh you get this um there's this attachment that you have as in your character where you can jump off of you know buildings onto these sort of sliding um rails that you can literally just like fly through the environments like as you're riding onto the rails and there's a lot of enemy fights that are that way too which sometimes gets annoying um but it's still fun and and inventive that's the thing that i would definitely um put with all of this games all of these games of this series is the games, this game series is very inventive. Bioshock is one of the most inventive games I would argue in like the last, um, you know, this came out in 2007, so like the last, you know, 15 years, um, I definitely think it's one of the more inventive games in terms of originality. All of them, like I said, have sort of the running gameplay of, you know, shooter combined with, you know, you have powers um, navigating your way through cities to, you know, collect certain things so you can advance to the next level. That's sort of like the standard gameplay um story wise the story of the first one probably has the most mystery to it where you're like kind of like alice going down the rabbit hole as you progress you're like oh that's okay i didn't know that that's that's new that's new information um and you're constantly sort of learning more and more um there's a lot of surprises where you're like what and like a lot of um, like, I cannot believe I didn't see that coming. Like, there's there's a lot of that in the first one. Um, the second one, I think their their goal of the second one, um, I feel like the story is not as memorable in the second one, but I do think it is, it is still fun to play. Um, I think the second one, in my opinion, I think the ultimate goal of when they were working on that one was sort of just kind of tweaking the gameplay just a little bit like here we have this we're not going to you know reinvent the wheel from the first one we're gonna just like add some new little elements like at times you get you actually are the the big daddy and one of the big daddies in the second one so you get to navigate the worlds that way um so there's a lot more sections where you know you're waiting for the little sister to retrieve the atom and like you know meanwhile people are like coming after you to kill you and you know you have to survive um so that's Another that there's just little kind of tweet elements and of gameplay in the second one, but it it feels like you know a decent sequel um to the first one. The third one though, they definitely um, decided to break a lot of new ground in terms of the story, not just with the environment, but the characters are a little more um, like. Thought out, Um, I I find the characters to be more the strongest in the third one. My in my opinion, um, where your character has actually speaks a lot more. Actually, does your yeah? I think that's the first time that your character does talk is in the third one. Um, You have kind of a sidekick, um, female companion who uh, helps to guide things along the way. She has her own set of powers to help you. So the AI is really important to to work um, well and i think the enemies are just so much more creative like where the first one is more um horror driven and the second one too is more horror driven in terms of the violence and like the the sort of dark creepy environments you know there's all this like weird um reference to 30s 40s 50s style music's music playing on like record players and things um the third one has more of a sort of July 4th feel. Like it has um a lot of um parts where it's like the whole game really is just like straight up like a July 4th type of game where it just feels like one big holiday celebration but like chaos is just going on nonstop. Um it still has the violence but it doesn't it's not as um, horrifying. It's just more like creepy. It's got like there's certain enemies that just are referenced to just classic Americana history. Um, there's like a George Washington um, mechanical robot thing that will hunt you and, and come after you. So um, there's a lot of enemies like that that make it really fun. And, and it's kind of like they really have a lot of humorous moments, um, I've, I find in the third one, because not that they're making fun of themselves, but it's kind of like, you know, they've done the horror thing. They've done like super creepy, like, oh my gosh, like what was that noise type of, of, of horror in the first two. So they made it a little bit more fun, I felt like in the third one. So it was kind of like, this is totally different. Like as I played it, I was like, this is totally different, um, but like super cool and inventive at the same time. Then there's there's still some mystery element to the third one. Um, the, the way the reveals of, of some of the plot lines are there. Um, and like I said, the, the end of the third one is just for me, I'm not of course going to spoil anything, but, um, I think some people argue, oh, it's so brilliant and it's so like whatever. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like it kind of is, it is inventive. It is, you know, they definitely like stuck to their guns. Um, and that's just the direction they went in, but it, I just think it the end, I just wanted it to be more than more than that and more like, um, I just like a more concrete ending and a more like, I don't like open-ended typically. Um, and it has an element of open-ended to an extent by also trying to explain things at the same time, if that makes sense. But it, it does, I mean, if you've played the third one, I'm, I'm sure you are aware of what I'm speaking on. And yeah, so the music um, throughout the series, like I said, is really strong. Uh, the first one and second one typically comprise of that sort of 30, 40 style, 50 style um, music um, where it's kind of different. It's almost like at times they'll even do like pop songs, but they're played like as if they were made back then. So. You'll hear different covers of songs that have been almost demodernized and, and invented in a way that people living back then would have heard them. And it really works with this with this game, uh, the first two especially. Um, it works in that it's, again, that weird juxtaposition. It's It's like something that isn't super familiar because you have all this weaponry. You have all these really modern. It's got really these modern elements to it, the... Adam aspect alone is is definitely a new um, take on sort of powers that a character can get in a game, but juxtaposing that with that style of music is certainly something that is was at the time very new. Um, and there's been a lot of games after this after the fact that have you know attempted to sort of replicate um, what Bioshock uh, had created um but and some are pretty good i'm not gonna lie like some are decent i'm like okay this is like kind of like bioshock but it's not as good but it's, it's decent you know but um bioshock to me was the one that just had the groundbreaking element where it was just like here it is we're not really trying super hard to reference too much here we're just breaking new ground and here we go throughout the series i also think one strength for this series, of course, is the, the, the voice acting. It's not often something of voice acting where is, if you're like a super casual gamer, you don't typically, um, you don't always notice what, a, what voice acting can do or, or not do for a game. Um, of course, if you're listening and you're one, a really avid gamer and you know, you've you played everything, um, then you realize you know, how important, you know, how, how voice acting can sort of make or break a game. And I think this is the game of of Bioshock, of the whole series, really, but I guess because of the first one, where I really um, started to understand why voice acting matters because it really is a cinematic type of game. Like It feels like you are watching a film. It feels like um, it's just visually stunning and the acting is really good and they're believable characters. There are characters that have good and bad to them which makes for a strong character especially in a storyline you don't want just a character that's completely all good all hero like nothing nothing flawed to them at all but you also don't want always just really bad and just evil i mean that can be fun to an extent but when you're wanting uh your audience to really delve deeper i have found by playing these types of games as bioshock for example that the more complex the characters are with being a little bit good or interesting, being a little bit bad, it makes you really go back and forth. You're like, well, oh man, she's like, I can see like she's really helpful, but she's kind of, she kind of did this psycho stuff. You know, like there's a lot of that. There's a lot of really where you can't just put someone in one category because they have so many complexities to them. So overall, what I feel like makes this series great of Bioshock is um, how fun it is. It it really is just a fun game. I know the way I've described it, it might sound like something that is super involved and um, it's just too much to deal with. I mean, you have the shooting, you have the powers, and you have to survive certain, er, certain uh, situations and fly around like the third one. You have to fly around this thing. I mean, it, there's a lot of very complex gameplay but again from someone like me who is more of a casual gamer it is something that i have enjoyed playing i enjoyed playing the first time i have enjoyed replaying this series multiple times and it as many times as i know when certain things are coming or when something's about to happen i still find myself surprised every single time i've played these games i go it's so amazing. Like it, it still is as strong as the first time I played it, which there's not a lot of games that can have that quality, I think especially nowadays. Um, we're all, I think, a lot of the games nowadays are all about sort of the quick, um, the quick fix of entertainment and the quick fix of happiness. And Bioshock is one that really challenges you to think um, not just, you know, what am I supposed to do in this situation while you're playing a game or, you know, how do I get past this this, this uh, boss fight or whatever. It's not just about that, but it really helps you think about, like, the complexities of this situation. Like, what if this happened? What if somebody actually did this? And, I mean, this is kind of really out there and crazy. I also find Bioshock to be similar to a lot of things I've talked about on the pod before. Um, I have found it to be quite timeless as well in that it ages really well with the times. This came out in 2007, the first one, and it's still good. They came out with the remastered of all three um, in the last few years, and they're still good. They visually just look a little, you know, livened up. Uh, for the newer systems but ultimately they're still amazing games like the game it could come out today and still be that good it would stand up against the best game out currently no problem in my opinion and there's a lot of good payoff to these games as well all of them i mean i'm not the biggest fan of the second one i love it because when I say I'm not a biggest fan I mean compared to the other first and the third one I love the series I love the second one I think it has elements where you um kind of go oh cool you get to do that in this one okay that's new um and I love it for that reason because I could see that they were really trying to not reinvent the wheel but sort of chase newer ideas and I appreciate that um it was kind of like they listened to a lot of opinions about the first one to maybe improve on some of the gameplay just a little bit. Um, that being said, though, all of them have really strong stories, regardless of you know your opinion of them individually. Um, I, I mean, I've met people that love the second one. I've met people that hate the third one and you know all over the place opinions. But regardless of that, all of them really do stick with you, which I think when we're talking about things of the entertainment industry, I think is a really important element. But I think it's really important to have all of those elements of something that sticks with you, whether it's TV, film, video games or music. When you find when you come across something that you find yourself coming back to, I think that's when we realize, well, this is like truly a piece of art. It's really good. And sometimes we can like in this there's sometimes where we go, um, okay, I don't really uh, fully understand this, but it affects us emotionally in some way. And I think that is what Bioshock really does really really well and that is why uh, Bioshock the series is another thing that I know I love in the realm of video games I think it has so much going for it. I think it's got replay value it's got story it's got the music it's got the gameplay it's got the environment the art direction all of it and that is why I know that I love it and if you're a fan of this series like you know what I mean when I'm talking about this you get it Um, like I said, one of my friends I've talked to recently, um, I found out he does not like the series and his reasoning, though I can understand, I just politely disagree. I was like, well, that's cool. Um, I think that we just have different tastes, which is fine. So, so I hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast as we've talked about Bioshock, our first video game podcast. Can you believe it? Episode four, done. Um, next week we will cycle back and we will return back to the world of television. So thanks again for listening. Hope you listen next week and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the, I know I love podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock on Instagram at I know I love podcast here. You can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.